This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Brian Walker, and this is Kim, who is also your host. I'm here, too. (laughs) So we're coming to you with an episode today, and we're going to call this, Is It Customer Service or Is It Marketing? You know, the reason why is sometimes it gets so confused. You know what else is confusing? Is it a CRM or is it a piece of shop software? There's some confusing things in this industry. We'll have to get into that CRM. That's true. We're conversation have some, sometime. We have some friends come on and help us figure it out. But hey, look, before we get too far in, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. Yeah, we want to give a thanks to our friends at RepairPal for providing you with this episode. RepairPal's certified network of shops are trusted by millions of customers each month. Learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. All right. Thank you, RepairPal. So, Kim, we talked a little bit beforehand about this idea of is it customer service or is it marketing? You know, our belief is that customer service is marketing. Yes, very much. And we wanted to talk about some of the things that you do in your shop that, you know, you probably think of as customer service. I want you to shift your mind a little bit. Of course, it is customer service, but it is also marketing because it is the kind of thing that makes people love you. It is the kind of thing that gets people to tell their friends about your shop, mm-hmm. creates those raving fan experiences. That's my favorite thing. I love that book. We read that when we were shop owners a very, very long time ago. And customer service is marketing. I don't think you can separate the two. I believe that everything you do that you put in that bucket of customer service is just one of the many things when it comes to marketing. Like Brian said, it's the things people talk about. It's the things they're going to mention in the reviews. It's the things they're going to say to their friends when they're talking about their shop or the car broke down. And, you know, they're not going to say, yeah, the repair shop fixed my car. They're going to talk about the journey and the process and the experience that they had. So when we had our shop, there were some of these things that we were just great at. It's just something to get your wheels turning a little bit about how can you provide those those customer service experiences that will get people to go out and talk about your shop. The first one we're going to talk about is opening the door for your customers. I think you can't talk about opening the door without talking about it's everything leading up to them opening the door as well. So it's how it looks on the outside because honestly, how your shop looks on the outside is customer service. Do you care about your customer? Did you clean it up? But the whole thing about opening the door for them, you know, we utilized our CRM, which we called it shop software back then, but we used our our software to keep notes on our customers If it's two o'clock on a Tuesday and you have an appointment for Miss Smith and it's on whatever year, make and model of the vehicle and that car is coming in and it's two o'clock, well, guess what? It's probably Miss Smith. So this may be her first time ever coming in. So you may not know her as Miss Smith, but you can use that deductive reasoning to say, oh, well, there's a Miss Smith that has an appointment at two o'clock. She's bringing in a GMC Yukon. And it's 155, and here's a Yukon that just pulled into the parking lot yeah. and a lady walking towards the front door. Yep. It makes a huge difference. Our service advisor would walk out from around the desk, literally take the one minute to do that, walk around, go open the door, and greet her. And that tiny little thing may not seem like such a big deal, but 
it really, really makes a huge impact. It was funny to me. And I mean, I'm from the South, right? So I was raised not only to extend that hospitality to people, but also to expect it. And so it was always funny to me how people would react and they would be like, that is so nice. Thank you so much. And, or, you know, helping them get their stuff. Sometimes they waited. And so they had their purse and a, you know, a computer bag, or maybe they had a kid with them and they had, they were carrying a car seat carrier and diaper bag and all that stuff. So just helping them and, and just making a point of going the extra mile. You know, how many times have you walked into a business? There's someone there that they don't acknowledge you. Like you walk in Mm -hmm. and they're just doing something else. Mm -mm, I can't take it. As soon as that happens, then that person knows I am not the priority. But when somebody makes it a point to come out from behind the counter, open the door and greet you by name, they automatically know I am the priority. If it's a first time customer, they're coming in, they're already maybe a little apprehensive, a little nervous. They might already be a little on edge and concerned about how the experience is going to go. They might already have some of their defenses up. And so when you open that door and um, you're smiling and you're helping them with their stuff and you're giving them a kind, warm greeting, it helps to build the stuff that we always talk about, helping them to get to know, like, and trust you. But that friendly approach just kind of allows them to let their guard down a little bit and feel more comfortable. What about when you're already with a client? You're standing at the counter, you know, serving a client and you see Mrs. Smith walking towards the door. My thought is you excuse yourself for just a second. I mean, just a second. You know, say, Mr. Jones, give me just a second. I'm going to be right back with you. You walk to the door, you open the door, you greet them and you say, Mrs. Smith, Great to see you here. I'm helping Mr. Jones. I will be with you in just a second. You just created two raving fans because most likely Mr. Jones is thinking, maybe at first he's going to be like, what? I'm the customer in front of you. But when he realizes what you're doing, I would hope that he's thinking, okay, that was a nice touch. I really appreciate that. And in the world that we're describing, he should have been greeted upon his entry. So he should realize that he's getting the same service that everyone else is getting. Yep. It's not just for the ladies, it's for everyone. But this is one of the many, many, many things that you can do that helps to build that female-friendly feeling in your shop. All right, so the next thing we're, we're going to talk about is the coffee. And you know what's funny? Neither one of us drink coffee. Yeah. Our whole team, they're bougie drink coffee drinkers. They're like, JR is Mr. Ice this and that. And, you know, they're they're all very funny with how they drink their coffee. But we had a shop. We're in Louisiana, so PJ's Coffee is the big thing here. But in most of the world, people recognize Starbucks. And so we were very proud to... This was in like 2003 to 2008-ish in that time frame. But we had a really wonderful little coffee shop feel living room environment and we had we had Starbucks coffee there and people loved it loved it so much that they would stop in and get it on their way to work they didn't even have an appointment so it just made such an impact on people and they felt so appreciated and again i think a lot of it comes back to we're from the south and like my mom's friends would always come over to the house and they wouldn't even call to say they were coming. They'd just stop in and my mom say, oh, let me make a pot of coffee. You know, you're going to have people stop listening to this podcast. They're not going to trust us since you told them that we don't drink coffee. Oh, I've never had a cup of life. coffee in my life. Sorry. 
I do drink protein velvet ices that has coffee concentrate in it. So I don't know if that qualifies. It doesn't. <laughs> I think it does. I bought it from the coffee shop. All right. So when I say the coffee, most places they point to the coffee machine. They point to the coffee area. Mrs. Smith, help yourself to some coffee. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the idea is to take it a step further and say, Mrs. Smith, can I get you a cup of coffee and actually fix it for them? And you're probably, yeah. you know, as we're saying some of these things, you're probably thinking to yourself, my service advisor doesn't have time to do this. That's right. But they also might be thinking, my service advisor doesn't know how they take their coffee. Well, you know, on the first time you ask them, one of the things that we're going to be talking about in a little bit is making notes in your CRM about things like how they like their coffee. But we also had other things, snacks, treats for the kids, um, cookies. And, you know, in the beginning, I remember us thinking, that is so expensive. But we just made a Sam's Club run like every couple of weeks and we bought the big tray of muffins and cookies and chips and things like that. And it really wasn't. Yeah, it, it was not. No, but people loved it. You know, also along with the whole cafe sort of feel, I know that our friend Kenny Weedo with Fine Tune just opened a brand new location right next door to a coffee shop. So he's working out some type of an arrangement with them. In our shop, we were directly across the street from a bakery. We would buy their day-old End of pastries. the day. So, and there was nothing wrong with them at all. They tasted just as good yeah, you think about the next day. If I make cookies and put them on the counter, you're still going to eat them tomorrow. Yeah. So they were throwing them out. And we bought them from them at like a really super, super low reduced rate. Every afternoon we'd pick up their pastries. And so we had pastries and we had the apple fritter guy. (laughs) Apple fritter guy was this guy. (laughs) Kim talks about people that would stop in for coffee. This guy would stop in pretty much every day and get an apple fritter for free and leave. But the funny thing is, do you remember? He wasn't even a customer. I think he dropped a friend off. And that's where he got introduced to the coffee and the apple fritter. I have and no idea. I don't even remember. He, he, I do remember him being there every day, though. He was. He came, and then he became a customer. Yeah. But we saved him a lot of money if you think he was going to get an apple fritter and a coffee, and a coffee somewhere every, every day. day. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank our friends at RepairPal for making this episode possible. They're on a mission to put trust back in auto repair. You're an honest shop that delivers high-quality work and great service, right? Well... Millions of consumers looking for mid to major mechanical repair look for shops like yours in the RepairPal Trusted Network. Contact them to get certified today and receive one month free service at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Being in the RepairPal Certified Network helped us grow our shop's business and it can help yours too with new customers and a higher ARO. Plus, you don't have to worry anymore about arguing with customers over price because shops in the RepairPal Certified Network are trusted by consumers for being fair priced. Not low-priced, fair-priced. You have to be in it to win it. So head over to RepairPal.com forward slash shops to learn more and set up a call. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. The next one is washing people's cars. Oh my gosh, I could go off on a tangent about this. Well, go ahead. I think it's the best thing that we ever did was wash people's cars. Because, you know, I talk about this a lot. I talk about it when we're teaching classes. I've probably talked about it in a podcast episode already. I don't remember. But I will continue to talk about it because I think it's one of the most valuable things that you can do to create a great customer experience. Because people will come in 
You know, in, in our shop, we were a Euro shop. You know, I'm just going to give the example. If somebody would come in and they would, they would be in their Mercedes E-Class and they would have us do a B service on that car. You know, we're talking about at that time, probably a $1,200 service. And when they brought the car in, there was nothing wrong with it. It just needed maintenance. So when they leave, the car drives exactly the same way that it did when they brought it in. All we did was maintenance on it. So the only thing that they know is that their wallet feels $1,200 lighter. Well, we washed every car that came in. It did not matter if we were adjusting your air pressure or if we were replacing the engine. We washed that car and we washed it. We vacuumed it. We spray shined it. We put the, the tire shine on it. When clients picked up their car, the one thing that they always talked about was, oh my gosh, my car looks so great. It was priceless. We had a, a full-time person there uh, that was washing cars and it was worth every penny to have that person because of the experience that we created. And people would actually come by sometimes uh, and we told them to mm-hmm. uh, our great customers. We would say, Hey, if you ever want a car wash, just bring your car by and we would take care of it for them. They weren't even there for service, but, but they got a coffee and a <laughs> apple fritter maybe and a car wash. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, they had a great customer experience and those are the things that people, man, they love that stuff. As we're talking about, I'm remembering back to those days when the apple fritter guy came in and the people that would stop in for a quick car wash or whatever it might be, they had a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. It was so strong to a point that they felt comfortable. Like a lot of people, you offer these things and they don't feel comfortable taking advantage of it. But we were very genuine and no, really, like he's here. He might as well be washing cars. So stop in. Once people started doing that, they felt more comfortable and it gave us the chance to just chat and hang out and and deepen that relationship and talk to them about their day or their kids or their job or whatever was going on. And it's the relationship part. And, you know, on that same note, UPS drivers, our world pack drivers, our, yes. you know, all of the, all of the parts of delivery people, they would go in there and get themselves a soft drink and a candy bar just about every time we were going through a lot of this stuff, but you know what, man, those people took care of us, didn't they? They sure did. And what a great referral source. Don't think that if it's a UPS driver or the post postman or the tool truck guy or the parts delivery people, their friends and family know what they do. They know that they're out, that they meet lots of people Who are they going to refer to? They're going to think of the people who take care of them. And you know what? They never asked, hey, can I have a cookie? Hey, can I? It was us saying, hey, it's hot out there. Do you want, do you want a bottle of water? Do you want a soda? Are you hungry? Do you need something? It was us extending that to them. It's just being nice, good people. Yeah. So, you know, just a word of advice on that. It might aggravate you a little bit at first (laughs) because, you know, you have 15 deliveries that come by in a day. You know, that's 15 drinks, 15 candy bars, 15 bags of chips, whatever it might be. It's pennies in the scheme of things. The next one is pull the customer's car up to the door for them. And, you know, for some of you that have shops where the parking is behind the shop, that's kind of natural. But the ones who have the parking in front of the shop will get in the habit of just handing the keys to the client. And you're missing such an opportunity when you do that. Yeah, you know who just did that last week, actually? So last week I was in New York um, visiting our son and I drove and met some friends, some clients, and I was at Sharers, Tom Sharers Sales and Service over in Allentown. 
And the funny thing is I had to use her services, right? I was in a rental car and... Some, she she hit a curb. I did not. I She got a big gash remember. on the side of her tire. Yeah, I had a huge gash, like so big <laughs> that it got down to 14 PSI. And She hit a curb. Listen, if I hit a curb, I'd tell you. If I hit it, I don't remember it. <laughs> but some of those roads over there, I thought it was bad down here in Louisiana. But anyways, so... First, I was at Adam's shop, Allied, over in, also in Allentown, and I meant to ask him to look at it, and I forgot, and so I left, and I went over to Tom's. We were talking and chatting, and they said something. They were telling a story, and they said something about tire pressure. I'm like, oh, I need you to check this, and so we forgot, and I kept going and finished up our visit, and I was leaving. We were going to dinner with Tom and Christy and also Adam and Becky, and we were all going to dinner together, and we were walking out, and Samantha, Tom's daughter, was like, wait, we didn't check your tire pressure. Let me take your car, and so she took my car. I went in, waited in the waiting room, just like I would in a customer, in, as a customer, and they had all this stuff we're talking about, right? The coffee, the great environment, all that stuff, and exactly what you just said happened, and they drove my car up, and you know, we used to intentionally leave, speaking of customer service, we would leave like the floor mat, the paper floor mat thing in there because we wanted them to know that we were taking care of it and we weren't dirtying up their car and everything. We would leave it, but we would remove it with them yeah. at the door with the client. Right. right. There. Tom drove the car around, but he, they like they they were a leave things better than I found them kind mm-hmm. of shop. And so they, dro- should they, all be. they drove it around and I know you talk about fender covers. That's a hot topic for you. You know, they have all that. They have the the plastic on the steering wheel and, you know, they were really caring for all. It's the little things and sometimes customers don't even see that stuff. Well, you know, you think about it. Okay, so that car has been sitting out in the parking lot all day. It's either hot or cold in that car unless you just hit it at the perfect time of year. So when you go pull the car up for the client, you know, you're you're there at the counter. All right. Client comes in. You excuse yourself for a second, start the car, pull it up to the door, and then you come in and do all the paperwork and everything with them so that the air condition is cooling off or the heater is warming the car up. And then when you walk them out, you walk them out the door, hold the door for them again, grab the floor mat out. They can see that it was it was taken care of, but you're not leaving the trash in their car mm-hmm. and they appreciate that. Yeah. But it's it's just that experience of you are you're serving them. You yeah, know, you're speaking not of serving this whole same thing that happened last week, right? Adam is a client. So I was visiting with Adam because we were in that area. Tom is not a client, but we're just good friends with them. I just love their family. And and so while I was that close, I was visiting him as well. But the funny thing is they discovered what was going on with the car. You know, they saw the gash. They were looking for that. They didn't have that tire in stock. But you know what they did? They didn't leave me stranded. They called Adam. You know, these shops that are in the same community, so often they look at each other, whether they're doing the same thing or not, so many people are just like, oh, that's competition, but they're friends and they are all about taking care of the customer. And so they called over to Adam that I just left and was like, hey, do you have this tire? And Adam had it. And so they got me all squared away, taken care of. I went right back to Adam. He fixed it. And then I went to dinner with all, all of them that night. So, you know, it's it's what you were just talking about, having that mentality of serving your customer and and thinking outside of the traditional thing that a shop owner might be doing and really looking 
at their whole customer journey and how can I take care of them from the time that they call to the time that they leave and afterwards. All right. So this next one you love to talk about making notes in the CRM. I do. Well, I'm a note taker. I'm organized and it's super, super helpful. I was just uh, on a phone call with Vic Tarasic, shop owner coach yesterday. And I have that new remarkable tablet that Brian got me and I had to tell him, Hey, Vic, I'm taking notes. So if you see me looking down, he was like, no, that's great. I love that. Um, So at some point, I forget which software we were using because we used- It would have been WinWorks AutoShop. WinWorks. We were using WinWorks at the time and- That we're dating ourselves. Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) it's been a long time. But, you know, you have all the customary places, name, address, phone number. You know, email wasn't such a big thing back then, right? Uh, Some people didn't even have email addresses, but there was a spot where you, it was just an empty spot and- we started using that for taking notes from everything to uh, including how they take their coffee or whether they like the chocolate chip cookie or, you know, as, as you're standing there talking to the customer and maybe it's five o'clock and they're picking up and they're in a rush. So you're like, where are you rushing off to? And they're like, oh, my kid is, you know, playing in this tournament today. He, he's playing soccer. And so you're, you're making notes. Tommy plays soccer. He's eight years old. And so the next time that the customer comes in, you're like, hey, how was Tommy's soccer game? And you're, your customer is like, at least how did they I remember would, that? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, how in the world? But if you think about it, our son taught us Chick Fil A does this, right? When you walk up and you place your order, they're say, you know, what's your name? And I tell them Kim, and they type Kim, brown hair, green shirt, like somewhere in a green shirt today. So then they are giving you like this number, but. It's it's on there. So when they come to bring your food to you at the table, they're looking for brown hair, green shirt, and they walk up and say, Kim. And so it's just super personal. But do you remember the other super cool thing that we kept well, notes in? Yeah. Um, so we, we had a massage chair mm-hmm. in our uh, waiting area. And so it had, extra. it had specific settings on it. So if we had somebody that spent any time in that massage chair afterwards, we would go look and see what the settings were and make those notes in our uh, shop management software. Oh, and I do want to be clear, too. All right, the software had two places to take notes. One of them showed up on the repair order. The other one did not. You want to make sure you take the (laughs) notes in the place that does not print out on the repair order. Well, I mean, we're how many years ahead now? So I'm sure there's a special place for those those types of things. Somebody would come in and, you know, we would ask them, hey, do you want me to... uh, to set the massage chair to your settings. Yeah. And they're they're like, wow, what? There was one lady, she was actually in our BNI group, and I can't remember who it was, but she was so obsessed with that massage chair. She came back for the massage, like she would schedule her appointments. And we had it like in this little section in the in the waiting room that almost was like a private little room and there was a curtain. I think we had a little lamp in there. So it was like a really private, like quiet little area. And she just, it was like her only chance to like sit there for 20 or 30 minutes and just zone out. But I remember Michael would set that chair to her preferred settings before she came in. So it was like the coffee thing. He would say, 
I know you love that chair. I've got it set like she liked the calf muscle part a certain way. And yeah, it's it's just kind of extra. So we've given you some ideas here just to kind of get the gears turning. What are the other things that you can do in your business where you're really serving your clients, you know, where you're making them feel special? And that's the whole idea of this, to think about those things often and figure out how can you do something that other people aren't doing? Brian already said in the beginning, this is just scratching the surface of it. You know, the opportunities that exist right now for shops to have training and to visit other shops and learn from other shops and coaches and conferences and all this kind of stuff. There's so many other um, ideas. Yeah, we'd love for you to share other ideas that you have for how customer service truly is marketing, what gets people talking about your shop and, and go share that in our Facebook group. Yeah. Another thing to share there or, you know, any way you want to contact us is, you know, what are some things you'd love to see us cover on this podcast? Yes. You know, specific to marketing. Um, what, what would you like for us to cover? Yep. In fact, I'm going to throw it out there. Brian doesn't even know I'm doing this. So, oh boy. Yeah. I'm going to say, because we just started doing this. I don't know that we've even gotten anyone who's emailed us yet. Not yet. Okay. So, the first person to email us a question or a topic that we do, I'm going to send pizza to your shop for lunch. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So, the first. So, how do they get in touch with us? Oh, I didn't say that right. So email podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. And the first shop to give me an idea that we do, sending your team pizza on us. All right. So besides emailing us, you can find us on our website, shopmarketingpros.com. Also our Facebook group that uh, we're approaching close to 500 people in there. We'd love to have you in there. And you can just go to Facebook and search for Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. We are also on Instagram. We're on TikTok now. I mean, you can find us anywhere. And then Brian wrote a book. So if you don't know about the book, you really should look at shopmarketingpros.com forward slash book and look at the ultimate guide to auto repair marketing. And there's multiple ways for how you can get the book there free and paid so you can get one in your hand. Um, or you can read it online. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on Aftermarket Radio Network. There's some other great shows on the network, and you can find them at aftermarketradionetwork.com or on your favorite podcast listening apps like Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many others. So tune in for another episode next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.